Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Fresh Podcast Market. I'm Panda, and I'm here with my friend Teresa. How you doing, Teresa? Hand fingies hurt. Tease, why do your fingies hurt? I mean, I know, but it's for the bit. <laughs> so, Comic Con is next week, probably. By the oh, wow, it's next week? It's next week. And I... As we all know, I am Midsummer Lover 1994. So I'm actually cosplaying Midsummer at Comic Con. Miss Midsummer. Miss Midsummer. And boy, howdy. I've given second degree is blisters, correct? I think so. I've given myself second degree burns on oh, both of my pointer fingers. Please take care of your burns. No, I, I am. Like, I'm putting burn cream on them at the end of the night when I'm done working and stuff like that. I So I've actually been accumulating flowers this whole entire... Literally, the day I decided that I was going to cosplay Midsummer was the Carly Rae Jepsen concert. So July 17th. So since July 17th, I've been slowly but surely accumulating flowers, and yesterday and today I've been working on the capelet. I've already finished the uh, flower crown for her. Hello, Bassy. And I have a friend who I commissioned to make the little uh, blue roses on the apron. I'm doing the like May Queen coronation outfit, not the full flower poncho. If only you could be so ambitious. God, I wanted you to. You are that ambitious, but just didn't have the time and resources. I am, yeah, pretty much. And my mom also was like, kid, you forget sometimes that you're almost six feet tall. <laughs> and I'm she like, shit. Yeah. So like sometimes you got to accept that you that's a lot of fabric and a lot of flowers. God, I wish if I was like way richer and had way more time, I would do the full flower poncho because now I know how fucking easy it is just to glue goddamn flowers onto a poncho. I mean, it stings the shit out of your fingers, but I now I know. Hey, Tease. Yeah. There's this really cool invention that you may not have heard of. They're called gloves. No. Fuck you. (laughs) Never. So yeah, uh, fingies hurt because it's Comic-Con crunch time. I'll post tons of photos next Saturday. I'm really excited. How are you, Panda? I'm very excited for you. I am doing well. I started a new anime today, which is not, is, is maybe on the bottom of the list of things that I should be doing right now with my life. And yet oh, that's sort of how that ends up happening. I started yep. watching The Promised Neverland. Oh, how is that? I like it so far. I'm only like two episodes in. I'm probably going to end up watching the dub at some point. But since I have Funimation right now, I am watching the subs until oh. I can get our dear producer Jimmy to acquire them legally. Ah, I see. And it's pretty good. I had heard a lot of good stuff about it and my friend Fun is really into it. So I figured I'd give it a shot and yeah, I would say it's pretty solid. I'm not into it. (laughs) Did you not like it? No, I just never got a chance to get into it. Yeah, I well, just, now that it everyone isn't... likes it, you can't watch it. Exactly. <laughs> Speaking of, I've been plagued by Promare. I was going to segue into, Tease, what is Promare? <laughs> Speaking of anime in air quotes. 
What is Tromare? I mean, are you genuinely asking me this question? Yes, I, do, I literally oh. don't. Okay, I, I need you to know that, like, there was a day where I had never heard of Promare, and then suddenly it seemed like it was all over my Twitter timeline, and I tried to see if it was showing in my area. Nope. But that's not Damn. surprising. You could watch it digitally. You could buy tickets through Fandango and watch it digitally. Hmm. Which but do I cool. want to? Apparently the dub is really good. Okay, interesting. I only saw it subbed, so... Oh. Hmm. Wait, is it Japanese? Yeah, it's oh, a trigger. I, 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 like I said, I literally don't know anything about it, and I... I guess for some reason I got the impression that it was not like an actual anime and that it was like one of these American made things. So no. yeah, I, I literally don't know anything about this. Tell me about it. It's made by Trigger and Trigger is responsible for series such as Gurren Lagann, Kill a Kill, most recently Darling in the Franks. <laughs> and it's basically a movie that's an allegory for ice and wait um yeah literally so on that one by me again okay so the plot is 30 years ago people randomly started spontaneously combusting so uh now as time has gone by these people who spontaneously combust are known as burnish and burnish people can control fire and stuff like that along with a few other things and firefighters now help kidnap and capture Burnish. And what? then, yeah, and the main people who keep the Burnish in custody are these people who have ice guns. And I can't remember what it's called because at that point I was furiously texting Noelle being like, did we get a MAGFest room? But they are like ice people. They're not ice people, but they just have like ice guns and stuff like that while and by ice you mean yes like the yes the government entity yes i mean in our timeline but in the movie timeline i mean like i just i I wanted to make sure that yes very clear in understanding yes what you were saying so in the first 10 minutes the the blue himbo. So firefighter Kamina. Blue, I know that there's a blue one and a yellow one. Okay. So and I know that people want them to kiss. That's I, that is actually all I came into this knowing about. Excellent. So you pretty much know the whole thing. <laughs> so uh the blue one, he kidnaps the leader of the burnish who happens to be the yellow one okay and so all right no surprise there whatever so we love the doomed romance yeah so the blue guy is thanked by the city and the governor of the city is like thanks so much and he basically there's like a government side plot and so blue guy realizes how poorly the government is treating the burnish people including the yellow guy so the yellow guy and the blue guy team up together and try to defeat the governor but things happen and there involves a scene where the blue guy gives cpr to the yellow guy 
And Ah. so, okay. So in the plot, I guess what does help to me. So like, all right, it's CPR, whatever. However, there's context to it. Literally Audrey whisper shouting on God in the middle. (laughs) (laughs) Audrey said, on God. And my mouth was like wide open. So there is kind of like this whole scene earlier in the movie where the burnish people actually have this ability where, I mean, spoilers. That's our official spoiler noise. I'm going to crop that out later. And anytime we start talking about any spoilers in the future, I'm just going to insert that. (laughs) Okay. So in the earlier in the movie, there's a scene where yellow guy is shown trying to bring back another burnish to life because apparently burnishes can like stoke the fires inside of each other and make them kind of rekindle their life force. Interesting. Which is really cool. And that makes sense, especially with the fire motif. However, so later on yellow guy gives blue guy some of his fire kind of deal. It just occurred to me that like fire and ice. I know. (laughs) And they're all named after like fire. Like for instance, there's a character named Ignis in it. And that's obviously fire. and. I probably would have gotten that quicker if I were actually watching this, but just listening to you do the description, it just like suddenly clicked for some reason. (laughs) So like, there's kind of so like, basically, literally, because the yellow guy gave the blue guy fire, and the blue guy is able to rekindle the yellow guy's fire back together, it kind of feels a little bit more charged. So I guess trigger said gay rights. But, I guess. I guess. Uh, but pretty much it was really just a CPR queer bait scene. And despite everybody liking it, I didn't like it. And since this is your platform, you get to tell me why you didn't like it. Cool. This is Tisa's podcast. If you don't right. like it, then screw you. No. So, I mean, it really was a beautiful piece of animation. Don't get me wrong. That's, I mean, that's Trigger's forte. That's always been Trigger's forte. Yeah, I like Kill the Kill visually a lot more than I did in any other Me too. I mean, like, I even love the colors for Panty and Stocking a lot, too. Oh, I like Panty and Stocking. I mean, um, I mean, like, I mean if you rewatch like, it, it doesn't age well, but... Well, uh, I mean, no, it doesn't, and I definitely watched it when I was less discerning, but, like, I liked it more than I thought I would because I didn't like that. I sorry to derail your tangent with the tangent, but I didn't like that all the poop jokes in the first episode, and I was like, "eh, this show isn't for me." And then I got bored and ended up watching more, and I was like, eh, "okay." But there's a yeah, lot I get that. Up. I get that. I get that. Anyway, so I mean, it's really visually stunning. That's very uh, Trigger's forte. I mean, the fire effects were really cool. Like, it was really. St- Cool, pretty to look at by all means however something that's pretty to look at doesn't make it a masterpiece and the plot was bad the script was bad the editing was not good literally it was kind of like all right we showed you this one thing that we wanted to show you and now we're going to show you another thing and we don't care how we get to it and okay. i was like okay so i mean i guess i just i just thought like people are making it out to be like the next spider-verse or something and Spider-Verse could do Promare, but Promare can never do Spider-Verse. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, my official opinion on the matter. Maybe I will watch it just so that I can have an opinion on it. I mean, 
yeah, it's worth the watch. Don't get me wrong, but like I wouldn't see it again. I feel like cool animation. Yeah. Oh my god, most definitely. Here at the Fresh Podcast Market, we are a real podcast about fake podcasts oh. and not a review podcast, even though it sure feels like it sometimes. Panda, I think it's my turn, actually, because I think you went last time. I think I did go last time. I came armed with an idea anyway, but he's, what is your podcast idea? Okay, okay, let me uh, open up my notepad. Here we go. Since we were on the topic, we can, I actually thought of a name and everything for this podcast, and it would be called Flub the Dub and okay I love it. uh-huh yeah and it'd be a podcast where people decide if a dub is good or not because boy howdy there are some really good dubs and there are some really bad dubs i mean like for the most part now a lot of anime dubs are good but when it comes to dubbing other things it's not so good so for instance i've been watching marianne which is the new french netflix horror show and the uh, dub in English is not good at all. And I think this would be a really cool podcast that would talk about just like the um, experience of dubbing something. If you get a totally different experience watching something subbed versus dubbed. Because listen, I sometimes I watch things dubbed when I don't feel like reading. Well, I mean, we don't know that I'm a dubs bitch, so. Yeah, and like, I'm usually a subs bitch. However, I mean, I watched all of season two of Aggressive Retsuko dubbed because I didn't feel like dealing with reading subtitles. I uh, watched. Go solid. Yeah, it is. I watched, like, I love the Carol and Tuesday dub. I think that's really well done. And I was talking to a friend who is a fluent Spanish speaker. And she was saying to me how usually Spanish dubs are awful. But the Carol and Tuesday Spanish dub is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like I would love a platform for people to talk about like dubs in different languages. As well as like for instance with Yu Yu Hakusho. I mean the series kind of completely changed when the dub was made you know it was a lot more goofy and a lot funnier and stuff like that and I mean like even something like ghost stories which was <laughs> it, which is like notorious for a total 180 yeah. when it comes to tone and experience you know yeah. so I think it'd be a really cool thing to talk about dubs and if a series is affected or not depending on how good or bad the dub is it's really interesting that you bring this up and that you also mentioned spanish language dubs of things because i just watched a really interesting youtube video earlier this week about latin american importing of anime in like the like 90s and early 2000s and oh send that to me please yeah and it the, in particular the person in the video talked about like the dub of uh, the importing of saint seo i don't know uh-huh. how familiar which is very very popular in south america yeah, right because it was brought over in like its entirety because like a lot of like South apparently a lot of South American countries relied or I don't know if they still rely I don't know very much about what I'm talking about here sorry guys but relied on like import for entertainment as opposed to like creating a lot of different kinds of entertainment within the country so like they ended up importing Saint Seiya like in its entirety and the Spanish language dub was supposedly like 
pretty faithful and this is in stark contrast to the English dub of Saint Seiya, which was called Knights of the Zodiac, and I didn't even know until Oh, it's corny. It's bad. That Saint Seiya ever got an English dub because I had just never heard of even Knights of the Zodiac. So yeah, it was really neat. Apparently there are a lot of anime that ended up getting just brought over in their entirety, including uh some hentai. Oh. Yeah. Thanks, hentai. Yeah, the video is really good. It was I will look up what the name of the YouTube video was, but it was from a channel called Get in the Robot. Nice. Which I kind of hate that meme, but it's fine. Yeah, me too. The video is called Why Anime in Latin America Was Different, parentheses, and Better, as told by Crystal. Crystal is the person in the video. And she's pretty cute, too. So, like, I think, you know, like, she has, like, a good delivery and she's very animated, uh, pardon the pun, about the subject matter. So... I would definitely nice, nice. recommend it to anyone who is interested. It was posted six. Cool. Let me look it up. But yeah, dubbing is really weird because it can vary in quality so drastically. This isn't an anime per se, but Code Lyoko was dubbed. Oh yeah, French. And if you watch that English dub today, it is. Uh, ooh, it is. Oof, uh, yeah. yeah, this is coming from like a diehard code lyoko like stan that dub is so bad did you watch the live action code lyoko say that yeah they i have not because i'm not strong enough but they did do an english dub of the live action of the live action last season and it i've seen some of the video of the dub like in a trailer that i watched and oh boy Uh he's it's bad because my friend watched it as it aired in france so yeah i've always wanted to track down like the original french dub of code lyoko because i i did a lot of french in high school and community college not enough that i I have watch without subtitles but i mean it would be fun but still it might help jog the language yeah uh yeah and i'm trying to think of other like i know that there are other shows that like i ended up watching as a kid that like came from other places usually it was like japan but yeah um, i mean winks club Club. oh this bitch loves some winks club yeah winks club was originally italian oh winks club's italian yeah buddy i thought i thought winks club was brazilian what's brazilian then oh my god Um, I don't know. I love School for Vampires, and that's Italian. Oh, we've talked about School for Vampires before. Yes, Serena and I both really love School for Vampires. Which is... Yes, yes. And I love that. Well, the 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 cartoon, I'm pretty sure, was like made in English, but the original comics were in Italian. Yeah. But yeah, also like movie dubbing can be really hit or miss yeah oh my god like for instance the perfect blue dub is not nearly as good as the sub is in my opinion i think the dub falls really flat and doesn't take it as seriously i'm a really big perfect blue fan um i think it's probably one of the best if not the best animated movie i've ever seen 
And there is, it's just not that good in comparison. Like I've seen it both dubbed, like I actually saw it in theaters when it was like a Fathom event type deal. Oh, I wanted to go to and, that and never made it out to one. Oh, it was so worth it. It's so good. But I mean, I even saw it dubbed and I thought it was worth it. But like the sub is just my, like, marginally better than the sub is in my the dub is in my opinion but what was your example my example is a film the original the original title translated into english is leafy a hen into the wild but it was uh localized in english language countries as daisy a hen into the wild and it is a south korean animated film from 2011 and it is a very good and very sad movie based on a Korean children's book, but the English dub is the performance Ooh. isn't, I mean, as far as I remember, the performance isn't that bad, but the translation is rough. And I mean, I think the Ponyo dub is awful. If you want to. Oh yeah. Ponyo. I've never seen it was so disappointing to me i really think disney sacrificed good acting for big names wow how unlike them i know (laughs) this definitely has never happened before with the miyazaki film no like i swear allegiance to a different my neighbor totoro dub than disney is responsible for i actually really love the 20th century fox dub of my neighbor totoro way more than i love the disney dub and it's super hard to find the 20th century fox dub these days so before disney got rights to producing studio ghibli films in the states like before the dubbing happened in the states and stuff like that 20th century fox actually did it with professional voice actresses and stuff like that i love that dub so much i think it's so much more touching i think the characters uh just like the interactions a little more organic and i mean it's really unfortunate because the disney one is dakota and Elle fanning so they're actual sisters and yet it's just not that good because they're children i mean so yeah all right i think we've talked about this idea enough do you have time for one more idea pan i guess we have time for one more idea my idea for a podcast we haven't had an idea for a fiction podcast in a while so i thought i would try to come up with one of those and okay this is kind of a half-baked idea i thought we could maybe spitball some ideas as for like what the cat like what the hook would be in this but my the premise is that it would be a fiction podcast where it's the main character is a a person whose grandmother has recently died and in the going through her estate and whatnot they found her like a diary that she had been keep like a set of diaries that she had been keeping for basically her entire life and each episode would be like the main character reading through some of these diary entries and what i haven't quite figured out is what i think the protagonist finds out or like what the what the twist is grandma's a lesbian <laughs> i knew you were gonna say that and i think that that's great <laughs> But I feel like we could go in maybe and even, I mean, I don't know. I guess like the the hidden lesbian adventures of your grandma is a pretty good a pretty good bend on this. Yeah, I mean, but that's also kind of like a lot of people do stuff like that. 
you know? I don't know. I guess there's that many fiction podcasts. True, 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 true. Hmm. Let's think of something other than grandma being a lesbian. Grandma's a mob boss. Ooh, I like this. Uh, <laughs> no, genuinely, like I like the idea of like like a grandma being like a secret crime lord and like finding <laughs> that out over the course of like a diary. That'd be so funny. What about grandma got run over by a reindeer? Um, I had oh fuck, buddy, I had to say it, or like my brain was not gonna let me keep going. I understand. Grandma was a jewel thief, and Ooh. the diary entries contain possible clues as to where her fortune could be buried. Ooh, that's actually really fun. Yeah, and like nobody in her family ever knew, but she was secretly a jewel thief, and that's how she was able to sustain herself while her family left her to die alone. As a lesbian. As a lesbian. I mean, of course, she. if we're making this, she's going to be a lesbian. Let's be real. That Grandma's was already a given. a lesbian. Grandma's a lesbian. Grandma got run over by a lesbian. God, I wish that were me. <laughs> Panda, wonderful news. What? I finished my poncho while we wow. were talking. I'm so proud oh. of you. Thank you. I'm going to take so many flex photos after we Man, this is a this good episode. place to end the show. We did two podcast ideas. We talked about bullshit for 30 minutes. And you finished your cosplay. Or not the cosplay, but the thing you were working on. Um, what should we name this podcast? Uh, let's see. We gotta come up since we're going with Jewel Thief. I mean, you could name it the Family Jewels. Ooh, yes, yes, yes. All right. Oh, that's so I good. So. I was gonna try to actually think of an idea, but that one's so good. I guess I uh hit the nail on the head with that bad bitch. How much? How much have you gotten done of the entire cosplay? Okay, so all I have left is the shoes and the apron okay yeah yeah because yeah, i'm almost done yeah crown's done i just bought a dress online i mean you're valid the best cosplay is just getting things that already exist and altering them into what you want yeah i'm not like i'm not wearing a wig i figure the crown will cover my head enough already as it is you so. could make a wig that you could attach to the crown no, I will Sorry, not. just the idea of you, like, lifting the crown off of your head and then, like, the hair, like, the also being attached to the wig was a really funny mental image. That's how most wigs feel, anyway. Fair. Yeah. Alright, I guess we can wrap that bad bitch up, then. Alright, if you would like to follow me on Twitter, you could do that at Impandanata. If you would like to follow the podcast on Twitter, you can do that at FreshPodMarketTees. Where can people find you online? You can follow me at Vicuna, V-I-C-U-N-A-D. You could also follow us on Tumblr, which is basically dead, and you could send us your ideas there, which I don't know if I'll ever get back to them. Or you could, uh, look up our you can email us at freshpodcastmarket at gmail.com or message us ideas for podcasts on our twitter as well or just mention us on twitter yeah i mean literally you could just dm yeah us. honestly if you liked our theme song that was cul-de-sac sunset by hopefully not bad lib on soundcloud.com that is our producer jimmy at jimothy jam on twitter
Yeah. Tees, thank you for joining me yeah. at the Fresh Podcast Market today. Thanks for joining me at the Fresh Podcast Market, Pan. Everybody, it's time to burn your fingers on some hot glue. Have a good Please one. Please don't do that. No.